Welcome. It's Sierra Tuesday. Lori and Julia show. My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Julia has lost her voice. She sounds a lot like this. So she is out today. And uh, Holly Roberts, Holly Hollywood is here with us. I have to sound like this. I know we should all talk like that for the rest of the show. Uh, <laughs> no, that was Stephanie Hansen was here, and I had a, I had a, I had a catering question. You had a for burning her. food I question. I had a catering, for her. A catering yes. question. Very Which important. Was? Uh, well, I don't want to get in what the catering question oh, was, okay. but um, it was very in, important, and you had a very impassioned opinion about it, Lori. Well, back in the day when I I only did it for three months because I was so bad, it involved so much math. But at Carlson Companies. Uh, Carlson sold this uh, company called Cartan Tours that they used to own. It would be like Abercrombie and Kent, um, very a five star, high end, older clientele. Very you take take care of all the logistics and the fancy things. So it's a tour operator, and so they they bought Cartan, and and I was like the manager of it, and then they sold Cartan, and then they needed a summer job, you know, like they didn't want me to go. And so I had to work for this company called, that they owned called um, Carlson Marketing Group. And they did, you know, incentive meetings in group like Chrysler, the best salespeople or Ford or GE, who the best salespeople in the land will get an incentive trip. And they go, you know, to Hawaii or Florida, all whoever. And so I was a meeting planner for three Long months. Oh, and my friend Lucy, if she's listening, who I wouldn't have even made it through, through those three months. And then my next assignment was the Bears Viking football game in Sweden. That's another story. That was so much fun. That oh. was so much fun. By the way, the Vikings were very organized. The Chicago Bears were terrible. Ooh. Ditka was the coach at the time. Uh-huh. But anyway, that three months when I was this meeting planner, so we would, I would, I was in charge of like, okay, there might be 200 people at this meeting or whatever, but you had to price, you know, food, booze, do math, how many, how many um, eight ounce or six ounce things oh. are in a keg, oh, you know, and how, price out, make sure that you're not over ordering because you don't want a leftover K like because fun. then what are you going to do with the leftover well, keg? I mean, then, it wasn't what if th- there's not enough booze, you're going to have a, a yeah. rental car revolt. It wasn't that, but you were trying to, we were always presenting a proposal of like low, middle and high end, what you could get. So yes. you would have to show the math, you know, like the difference. Okay. Your hors d'oeuvres. It was a nightmare for me because it, ah. that, that was detailed work that I'm, it's not an area of strength, is what you're yeah, telling I think me, that's Lori. Splitting it politely. Yeah, I wanted <laughs> to be the person just getting the big flat sum of money. Like, okay, five, this luncheon will cost you fifty thousand dollars. Here are all the things we're going to give you for that. I don't want to be the person who figures out how that fifty thousand is spent. You don't want the. Uh, you don't want to give people the option. You want to be an and authoritarian the, party planner. Yeah, well, give me the money. No, then well, we're going to plan this. I mean, I wouldn't. Call, <laughs> but we. That was my next job. Was then being in a position where we would negotiate like how much people would pay for these things. Yes. Anyway, I was terrible at it and I'm still terrible at it. And that's why I had to ask somebody who is knows who that business because it's, you know, well, yeah, you don't know if I you're getting ripped off. You don't know if you're getting a good deal. Well, and they, the last big party that I planned, you know, was, you know, a birthday party for like, you know, 300 people at 
Jewelers Tavern and you know, I just basically well, that's just like rent the room and then make sure there's enough booze and some food. Yeah, for that's what I mean. Very, very simple. So I just yeah. needed some questions. Oh, we have managed gosh, to no. waste eight minutes on nothing right there. It's a talent. It's, an art. it's truly it a is. gift. Yeah. It truly, truly is a it gift. It is. Uh, Donnie posted for your pleasure, and I do always get a kick out of it. The um, All the kids, the famous kids in Hollywood have been Golden Globe ambassadors. Oh, yes. It always used to just be Miss Golden Globes, and then two years ago... Um, they became ambassadors. Th- yeah. Right. Open, to, open to boys, open to girls. Yeah. So, and this year it's Idris Elba's daughter. Right? I know it. They're really, it is kind of amazing how a lot of people, that is like a good stepping stone. I remember when Sean Combs' daughter did that. Melanie Griffith was a Miss Golden Globe. Mm-hmm. That Dakota was. I feel was. like Dakota Johnson was a Miss Golden she, Globe. She was. It's like, it's one way of getting uh, noticed. And if your dad, like last year, I want to say Arnold Schwarzenegger's, all three of his daughters. Oh. They were like the trio of them. It was no, the Sylvester Stallone's daughters. daughters. That's, who, that's yeah, what I meant. Sylvester yeah. Stallone, his three daughters. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. They were. So anyway. Was Pia Zadora ever Miss Golden oh Globe? Oh, my but God. She, I, I think she actually won a Golden Globe, ah. believe it or not. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. And then. Um, Laura Dern. Yeah, Lord Dur. I mean, it's you have to be a kid of yes, somebody famous to get this gig. Yes. They never, you or I wouldn't have ever really had a chance. Only nepotism will get you to be a Golden Globe yeah. ambassador. So it's kind of fun to look at that. And then Donnie posted, even though this happened uh, the other night, Meghan Markle, there's this royal variety performance that happens every year. And um, it seems like it would be one of the coolest royal events beside a wedding. Oh, because yeah. It's like all these different UK-based entertainers who are down on their luck or sick or whatever. And so this is a, a variety night of performances to raise money. Probably like that Holly, isn't there a Hollywood Screen Star retirement home for yes. people yeah, yeah. Yes. Who, who, you know, maybe before SAG after and they didn't have money? and Yeah, there is a retirement home. Yeah, so anyway, so that's what this does. It's It's at the London Palladium and it was on Monday night. It's televised in the UK. That's how popular it is. And anyway, she wore this outfit, and I absolutely loved it. Well, this is the dress. This is the it. separate piece with the halter top, right? The black and white yes, halter top. The black and white halter top. And then she has a long skirt that pairs with the halter top. She looks fantastic. And then it's sort of got a ribbon to, around her boobs, sort of to uh, the empress and, thing that is emphasizing the bump. The little bump. She's got a little chignon. And, um, I just thought she looked so beautiful. And one of our uh, millennials around here declared it to be the worst thing that Meghan Markle has ever worn. And I said, have you forgotten about the buttons? Oh, yeah, you're not a fan. I don't. Was that what she wore? The double breasted jacket dress thing that like Reese Witherspoon tried to wear once before a couple years ago. Yeah, that's really unforgiving way. In no way uh, was this. I I thought she just looked like I mean, do you know how hard it would be to dress black tie at almost whatever five or six months pregnant? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you have what she's dealing with. Yeah. And I mean, anyway. Uh, take that performed the cast of Tina Turner musical and Andre and Matteo Bocelli. Oh, nice! Performed Ooh, at sea, and uh, the cast of Hamilton, I guess, was there. Ooh. So, well, Megan, you look delightful. I yeah, people look at it. I just thought it looked really. 
Here's a it question fresh. for you. I thought it was fresh looking. Mm-hmm. Thank you. She, she's in the UK now. Where yeah. they, they don't, of course, celebrate Thanksgiving. That's our holiday. Yeah. Do you think they'll just do something for her just for the fun of it? We'll just over give her a the, slice of pumpkin pie. Something over in the UK. We know we don't have it in our country, but you're an American, so let's I have wouldn't a little, be surprised if she makes Harry a little Thanksgiving dinner in their cottage at Kensington Palace. What do you mean? I you love have? that you're so romantic <laughs> yeah. about this, Lori. I'm thinking that Meghan Markle gives no craps about Thanksgiving oh, whatsoever. Oh, I don't think. No. Uh, you know what? I think if you, I this is my unofficial theory for the day. Okay. M- many. Americans would would say outside of the 4th of July, just because that's in the summer, that their favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. Good theory. Mm -hmm. It's good theory. A lot of family memories involved, you know. It's easy. People like the food. There's football. If you live somewhere, you can, it, it can be, I don't know. I just think, and like, remember, she told us they bonded over, you know, Ina Gardner's. Well, the barefoot contestant chicken. chicken. The roast chicken. So she can just tell the palace how to make it. They can have stuffing and gravy, and Harry is going to just love it. And, you know, he's going to love it. And he's going to say, and I've been eating pheasant all these years, and I could have been eating turkey like this. quite delightful. Turkey and stuffing. All right. We'll go with your fantasy, Lauren. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, okay, listen, we come back. It's time for Random Thoughts. You know, I saw this story the other day. Do you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's Random Thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. And speaking of random, you know, Sam Champion, he fills in for Lara and does all those little, um, that little sizzle reel they yeah, do at like yeah, 8.15. Yeah, yeah. He's yep. getting, mm-hmm. he's he's worked his way back into ABC's heart after the Weather Channel in Atlanta didn't work out. Yeah, didn't he leave Good Morning America, then he went to the Weather Channel, right. and then now he's back. Yeah, and part of it was he kind of thought he had just gotten married and he like wanted to try and live like the suburban Atlanta, live out in Buckhead. Oh, how fancy yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is really pretty out there and everything, but I'll bet you, you know, uh, people really aren't going to the Weather Channel for news and just weather. Yeah. And so it didn't exactly work out. And then he found out he was kind of bored as hell in Buckhead, missed the city, went crawling back or his people knocked on ABC and they're like, hey, yeah, dude, we missed you. Come on back. Yay. So he's he's back and doing things. So this was on ABC this morning. And because there is so much, I know, I mean, I feel like they've been promoting Black Friday shopping. At um, least all month. All oh, month. Yeah. All month. All month. Sure. It's not just a day anymore. It no. isn't. It isn't. And uh, this, I thought, was kind of an interesting warning because uh, it's about Black Friday, a scam, and apps, the sale, you know, things like you should... Anyway, listen to this story. It's just a good... Uh, I almost think it could be a PSA, Donnie. <laughs> okay. Put it yeah. in the public file, yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. In the final countdown to the biggest shopping day of the year, retailers ramping up those sales. And Black Friday apps are popping up everywhere. Many legitimate, like Shop Savvy and Shopular, tracking the best prices so you don't have to. But a new warning. Some of the apps now on the internet appearing to help you spot deals may be fakes. 
Researchers at consumer site Risk IQ say they found hundreds of phony apps and websites. They look like they're offering deep discounts, but Risk IQ says they're actually stealing your private information. Searching the terms Black Friday, the company finding more than 4,000 apps, but oh. reporting that more than 200 of them malicious. And with over 40% of all Black Friday online purchases happening on a mobile device last year, spotting a possible fake is more important than ever. Don't get apps from third-party app stores other than the authentic app stores like Apple and Google. Bottom line here is to shop with retailers you know and trust. Michael, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. I mean, well, isn't that the truth? The age-old Basic adage there. Uh, but logic I mean, people don't know that a lot of these things that pop up on your tablet, your phone, or whatever, you can't, you can't, t- they're so good, you can't tell their little ads that are fishing. Oh, always be suspect of everything and everyone. Yeah, well, just isn't the deal's too good. But also getting yeah. it directly from um, the retailer. From the yeah, retailer, yeah. also consumerreports.com every year puts out their uh, recommended list. But they said, you know, you just f- do things that are in the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store. Yes. from That is where you, that's where you download it from. That's where you, you download it from. Yes. Those. If you get curious and you want to click on something, get the name down yeah. and then go to the Apple Store or the Android Store and then work around that way. Yes. Another thing they mentioned uh, we weren't able to get in for time constraints is when you're seeing a website, when you see that HTTP, look for the S after the P. That's very important because that means that is a secure website. And you will see that in all legitimate merchants. So look for that S after the P. That's okay. A, that's a key. Yeah. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. But still, don't be downloading the apps for this. Would you like to download this now unless yeah. it's coming right from... Yeah, don't do Apple. it. Just it's don't got, do yeah, it. Just do it. Anyway, oh. so I thought, yeah, and Shop Savvy, that is a good one. And um, anyway, I know um, Consumer Reports puts out something every uh, year for 
Black Friday. Just yeah. giving you good tips and yeah, stuff like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know what other random things uh, anybody else the knows. The CDC is saying don't eat romaine lettuce. Again? Again. What? Well, I got some, several they people have sent this to me. right on the romaine fields or what is going on? <laughs> nice and rich and chocolatey, Lori. I mean, is, are they just... <laughs> no, but I mean, are they just taking raw sewage? Is that what makes romaine know. grow so well? Is that the trick? And they <laughs> you, decided... You would think, Lori, you would think because the CDC has sent out an official warning against eating romaine lettuce. That's because... 32 people in 11 states have become ill after oh, eating the lettuce. That's that's a, a according to the FDA commissioner, they don't have all the details yet, but if you were thinking about getting a Caesar salad for dinner tonight, just don't do it. Pass on it. It's nasty. Or for Thanksgiving. Or for Thanksgiving, yeah. yeah so romaine lettuce, forget it. If you were going to make a Caesar salad on your Thanksgiving table, forget my about famous, it. My famous, the pear salad, that salad oh, gate from a couple years oh, ago. Don't remind me. But Donnie, that had romaine. <laughs> yeah, I know it did. Mm-hmm. That had romaine. Yep. I'm so glad I don't have to make that salad this so are year. We. I know it. But it was a delicious salad. It was a Thanksgiving salad with pears, like candied walnuts, romaine. That sounds really nice. Oh, it went so good. It was like amazing. And um, I'm pro roughage at the Thanksgiving day table. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You need a little green. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah. And it went really well with all of that stuff. But I just complained bitterly. And Julia and I had several family feuds over it because I said your brother doesn't like me that he would assign me such a terrible job you to know, make the salad? Oh, I think that's the worst job. All the chopping. But that's the easiest no, job. No. I'd rather make I I'd, I'd rather make the stuffing. I'd rather get the pies. Give me the bread. I'll make the casserole. Salads are so labor intensive. I think salads are more labor intensive, especially because I was told I had to bring a special Thanksgiving salad. Well, that's why it was labor intensive. You yeah. couldn't just show up with a tossed salad. No, you can't just. And which Julia's <laughs> done at Thanksgiving, and everybody hates it. <laughs> well, she get, brings the plastic bag of of lettuce. Yes, with the carrots, with carrots in it. and it's horrible. It doesn't go good with any of the foods. Oh, so I looked. Weak. I looked up, and it was this special salad, and. As I feared it would be, it w- I've never in my life roasted a pecan in a in a frying pan. I'm oh, not that oh, level of a cook. Skip that. Whenever the recipe says roast pecans, because I was thinking about making a salad for Thanksgiving too. Oh no! Nobody got time to roast those. It was it was amazingly easy, but again, just added another step in the process is what I am saying. So a plain salad, you've got to make a special salad. Of and the specials, and there were pears in it, oh. Oh, blue my. cheese. Oh. I mean, it went so well. I'm going to find it for you. I'm going to I'm going to tweet it out. I'm going to yes. tweet it out for someone who likes chopping. All right. <laughs> <laughs> or if you got stuck with the salad <laughs> with assignment, the salad, yes. which just in my theory, you know, they may or may not like you if they gave you that job. Ooh, I don't. So what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood's begin! What is the meaning of this? All right, Holly, Donnie, let's get to it. Okay, so... Sexy Hollywood speak. Sexy Hollywood speak. So the whole mess between Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker was only one of the reasons, I guess, why no one needed a third Sex in the City movie. Well, the we H- didn't need it because Sex in the City 2. Woof. Woof. Woo! I know. Oh. And so, a lot of people oh. didn't even like the first one. But mm. the HBO show was great and it's yes, still it was. totally watchable. Mm-hmm. And yes, people are split 50-50 on the movies being utter trash or they like them. 
Okay. Yep. But um, the, the first movie very much fell on Carrie Bradshaw's character. Would yes, you it say? Did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it. it was just all about her. The second film tried to be more fun, but it did end up being somewhat racist, somewhat superficial mess. Uh, somewhat. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Is that, being, is that too that's light? Being, that's being a little okay. light. I rewatched that movie. It is horrible. In the past year, because I was reading about how horrible it was, and I was like, I don't really remember. You kind of forgot how racist it was. Oh. Is that yeah. where they went to Dubai? Or? Yes. Well, they went, to Morocco, Ab- they went to Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi yeah. yeah. Okay. They, didn't they go? Wasn't there a side well, trip to Morocco? Well, I think that they filmed it in Morocco, oh, that's and it what was it supposed was. to be yeah, Abu yeah. Dhabi. And ooh, anyway, and and so, but we knew that the script existed because Sarah Jessica Parker was gung ho about it, and so Kim Cattrall obviously read the script after everybody else was signed on board. But SJP really was on board, and Kim Cattrall turned it down because, and now we know the reason why, based on a podcast uh, that happened. There's this podcast called Origins. Mm -hmm. And um, he uh, had a big reveal that it was going to be called, I mean, I don't know that's what it would be called, but it was Sex and the City 3, The Widow Carrie. Mr. Big was going to die of a heart attack. So it was going to be kill Mr. Big and focus on Carrie, the grieving widow, Mm -hmm. having to be single at 50, 50, 50 plus. In New York. Mm-hmm. So on the podcast, the host, James Andrews, said that uh, he saw an early version of the movie script written by Michael Patrick King. Yes. And explained that Mr. Big, who's, of course, real name for Sex and the City fans, is John, John, Jan, John James Preston, mm-hmm. dies relatively early uh, Hollywood speak relatively early in a movie script like this. He didn't want to be involved in this? Mm-hmm. I'm No, page two. Oh, oh yeah, page first, two. Yeah, oh, first page five two. minutes. Oh, I was going to yeah. say, Sorry. yeah, of course they have to like kill him off for the first act of the yeah. film, otherwise you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think he just paid like, the second scene. Oh, maybe maybe the opening scene, he gets one flashback. Savage, Lori. Just <laughs> dropping like, dead right like at Private page Benjamin. two. First scene. I, I, listen, I'm Hollywood speaking this crap. So Meaning, well, I was Hollywood speaking. They kill him off because he does doesn't want to be involved in the well, project. Well, no, listen, because he was on the podcast mm. that we get this revealed. So he, because if people remember, in season six, Mr. Big has a heart procedure. And she's by, Carrie's by his side through the recovery process. That's right. And so um, maybe, y'all, this is why Kim Cattrall, she's like, well, what part am I going to be? That totally makes oh. sense because if it's called the Carrie or the Widow Carrie, yeah. but yeah, it, it's totally focusing on her again, yeah. and you just don't want to be a side piece. And where in, is my character going to yeah, be? Yeah, in the podcast, uh, uh, the guy that hosted, he said people close to Kim Cattrall believe the script didn't have a lot to offer for the character of Samantha. Um, they point to the fact that it calls for Mr. Big to die of a heart attack in the shower relatively early in the film. I'm telling you, page two, <laughs> making the remainder of the movie about how Carrie recovers from Big's death and about the relationship between the four women, which makes sense. And well, that's why she said, "Go ahead and kill me. Say, is a man do another one?" I mean, this makes sense. Yes. As, as for Chris Noth, he said he didn't get a chance to read the script, but during the podcast. He told Miller he heard it was superior to the other two movies, which he did did go on to Grant to say, and that's not saying much. Ooh. Because he did not like... 
the first two movies because he said, listen, I hate corny stuff. It didn't match the humor or the rawness of the TV series. No, absolutely not. And that would be my big <clears throat> main criticism of the two movies. At least the first one, the first Sex in the City movie, movie, tried to have some dramatic elements and and depth to it. Although I feel like the main drama between Mr. Big and, and Carrie, Carrie was, pick up the damn phone and get over yeah, yourselves. Well, he said like the whole thing at the end of the first movie in the shoe closet. I oh, hated yeah. it. Oh, but that's just some fantasy. Let us. I know. I hated the, the thing at the end of the movie after I felt she deceived me and then I thought, well, then it's time to give you a bigger diamond ring. I hated it. I hate cornball crap. And I just thought it was really um, sentimental and overly romantic, but I would have been on board for the final movie. Well, he would have so, been a team player. But that's why, that's why Sarah Jessica was so furious with Kim Cattrall. I don't blame her. Remember Samantha's character in the second Sex in the City movie? It was all... One liner menopause. It was horrible. It was horrible. So I understand why she wouldn't want to do it. It made it be like, oh, wow, once you're 52, you're basic. I mean, you're just one big hot flash. And and that's your life. The thing that made me mad about it was that they did treat, you know, know, Samantha does get breast cancer, you know, which I thought the way that was treated on the show, you know, was like that was raw and real and really good. But it did kind of feel like. If you look back at Sex in the City, Carrie is the one that like 80% of women think that they are her. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's only 10% of us that admit that we are Samantha's. I'm a Samantha. Um, <laughs> uh, probably uh, 50% of people are the Kristen Davis character. Mm-hmm. And then another 10% are Miranda. I'm a Miranda. You're Miranda. Okay, mm-hmm. but no one ever wants, everyone wants to be Carrie Bradshaw. Yes. But it's more, we're more really the other ones. But... Kim Cattrall, the Samantha character, was always the most balls to the wall and the most fun, where Carrie was like the conscience of the show because of how they did the writing. Yes. But Kim Cattrall, her character, she was fearless. Yes. In everything she portrayed. Mm -hmm. And she even, you know, was like Hollywood was a gas. They were hiring a uh, 44-year-old actress. Right. Back 20, 20 years ago. Hiring Kim Cattrall in that yeah. character was very. So I could see why she was bitter after that second well, yeah, movie because that rang. That rang. Uh, uh, I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow is right. Perimenopause and Mary Menopause, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopausal all need to be redefined. But ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I mean, it's just too... She also wants you to buy her vitamins. Yeah, yeah, I know. So anyway, that explains that whole feud, you guys. Well, that makes complete and total sense. Finally found out. Yeah. I'm with Kim Cattrall. I am too. On this one. Yeah. And I don't think I would have wanted to have gone to see that movie. Or if they want to really do it, have Kim Cattrall be living the good life where all they do is get an actress that looks like her that's sitting... On a Bora Bora <laughs> beach on one of those huts, sipping a drink. Well, they're just going to film her from behind from in behind. The, a wig yeah, and a, yes, and doing some had, kind of sexual I act. I mean, <laughs> if they really wanted to make this movie happen, they could do it like that. And then of they course. could they could have her, you know, with just like, and even be surprising, like with a guy that's like her her age, who's just side yeah. by side. And it almost looks like a Viagra or Cialis. Oh, well, that's, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Some yeah. guy in the bathtub, holding I mean, hands. They right. could make this movie without her if they really wanted to. I feel to. like uh-huh. they could.
good, but ultimately they probably I, decided the marketing of the movie yeah, would be off. The audience would have said, the audi- Wait, yeah, the, the superficial yeah. view of it would have yeah. been okay. All four not, are not together. We're yeah. not interested, but we're with you, Kim. Yeah, you don't I need know those it. dumb one-liners. Uh, Hollywood speak. This Aquaman will be in theaters a week earlier for Amazon Prime members. Why, Holly? Because Why? they need to get people into the theaters to go and see this movie. But if it's streaming free on Prime at home a week before the movie, May, I don't. Is it going to be streaming at home, or are they going to offer people to go to the movie theater with an Amazon Prime membership and go get their butts into the theater to boost the yes. box office? Oh, that is what they're doing. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Is that, are they desperate? Desperate. That's desperate. They're desperate. Yeah, we're desperate. Okay, there we go. I can't shut it down. It's going viral. This is the My Talk Now trending report. Interesting day on the World Wide Web. Trending online this afternoon, something we just talked about here on uh, My Talk 1071 in our random thoughts. Romaine, as in romaine lettuce, the CDC has issued warnings about a new outbreak of E. coli connected to romaine lettuce. So if you were thinking about making a salad tonight with romaine lettuce, just don't do it. Throw it away. So there you go. As Lori's theory was, is what are they actually seasoning that lettuce with out on the field? One can only guess, right? <laughs> I they just poured the poop right on it. I mean, Jeez. I mean, uh, also trending Margot Robbie. She's unveiled the official title of the upcoming Birds of Prey film. She says it's going to be called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That is the character she played in the Suicide Squad movie. Also trending online this afternoon would be Flame hot Cheetos, as in there's a recipe for flaming Hot Cheetos turkey. If you want to spice up your Thanksgiving and impress your friends, I think that the recipe is over on our website at mytalk1071.com. Go check it out. That's what's trending here at My Talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. You give us some good couch. Time for Lori and Julia's Last Night Was Wonderful. Good Couch. Thanks for hanging out with us on this uh, Tuesday. As uh, Holly said, oh, it's still around. The Good Couch intro. Yeah, yes. Haven't used it in a while. Yeah. So who's on the couch? This yeah, afternoon, Lori. It, well, you know what? Mariah Carey, uh, it was at least her, I don't know if it was her fifth appearance in the clubhouse with Andy Cohen last night, but she was the one and only guest. Andy let her sit in his side, which is... The right. Thank you, Donnie. Yeah, her, Mar- it's, it's her Mariah side. Her Everybody Mariah has side. a Mariah uh-huh. side. It's the one that is the more photogenic side. Yeah, and she Mine's said she's left. she said she's not been able to get over it ever since someone told her that when she was eighteen and first in the business. He says, "Well, I don't mind. You're the only one I do it for." Thank you, darling. But she did. Did he have the soft focus Mariah Carey lighting? Because she likes to control the light in the room. She's always soft focus. I wish I could control the light over my head everywhere I went. Okay. (laughs) You need to be Mariah Carey. Yeah. You guys have Hello Kitty in common. Uh, Yes, we do. Anyway, she was. I get the biggest kick out of her. She was not having fun with Michael Strand at GMA. Okay, first of all, she had to wait to the last segment. Oh, the nerve. Okay, the nerve. Garth Brooks got 20 minutes. She got 10 minutes. He wanted to talk about her Christmas tour. She wants to talk about the caution tour. By the way, um, Tom, if you're listening, thanks for... He got the caution, the the album, or downloaded. Yes, review? 
everything is so good. Great. Oh. So good. And he just said it's like Mariah's back. And you, you Yeah, know. here's a review. Mariah Carey's caution proves there's still no one quite like her. Yes. He just said the songs are just great, great, great. And she was in very good spirits. And she and Andy have good je ne sais quoi together. So let's, uh, and a gal from Minnesota called in last night. Ooh. Minneapolis. Nicole, My maybe. question for you is... Since Glitter reached number one on the iTunes chart last week, is there any chance of you adding a song or two from the soundtrack to your tour? Oh, that's good. That's a great question. Lover boy, what? Well, I have a a lot of people that, well, specifically one person that loves Lover Boy. That's her favorite song. She's here today. You met her earlier. Okay. Um, But since... The Lamely got glitter to number one. You gotta give them something. They the lifted this whole, this huge burden. Yes. Of having to feel like, oh, I can't do stuff from glitter because nobody knows it or whatever. Right. Redemption for glitter. Redemption for glitter. Yeah. Hashtag justice for glitter. I'm gonna say yes. We're gonna yes. put together perhaps a medley. All right. Now, the Lover Boy is the that big single that came off of Glitter, yes. where yeah. she's in a little race suit and she yeah. has the checkered flags. And yeah, she's yeah. Wiggling but she around. doesn't. She hasn't. She doesn't perform the song, any songs from Glitter in concert, because she felt for her that that it was the low point of her life, probably. of her career mm-hmm. or whatever. So anyway, I love. She really loved the justice for Glitter happened mm-hmm. last week. Lamleys, Lamleys, <laughs> oh so great. Gosh. Okay, let's play the next. Next one. My question is, <laughs> what is your favorite memory performing with Aretha Franklin during the 1998 Divas Live? And can you describe your friendship with her? Can I, des- I didn't hear your, the last describe part. Describe your friendship with her. That Divas Live was the only time that I actually performed with her. I was very intimidated and didn't want to perform with her. Everybody else was like, let me have a... I'm not saying anything against anybody else. Yes. But I felt there was a thing where it was like they wanted to be able to say like they took her on. I was like, I'll be with the background singers, okay? Right, right. That's the queen of soul. Yes. And Patti LaBelle actually told me, she was like, honey, you did the right thing because if you would have participated in that situation, I would have had to... Because right. she knew that that's the queen and that's what you do. Yes. But Aretha was so... Like, just real. Yeah. Like, she said to me, Mariah, they're playing games. And I'm not having the games. <laughs> so we won't be rehearsing tonight. And we didn't even get to rehearse. And it was Aretha Franklin. And I was like, I have to sing with Aretha Franklin live on TV with no rehearsal. We rehearsed in her trailer. And it was one of those moments where she just went so far beyond what I could have imagined she would be like. Yes. I'm a huge, and will always be, may she rest in peace, and she gave us such a gift. Yes, she did. Yeah. I mean, no. was and, and really, when you think about it, in 1998, forget the damn Avengers, one of the best supergroups of all time came together for one night only, and it was Gloria Estefan, Mariah, Aretha, Carol King, Shania Twain, and Celine Dion. Oh, for Divas Live. For Divas Live. And that was a special VH1. That was just a special VH1 concert that they happened to do. I think that there was a second Divas concert. There There was, was. I remember when those happened. And oh my gosh, Mariah Carey's super fans calling in. And then one time, Mariah Carey, you performed at Super Divas in 1998. Yeah. And do you remember? But you know what was t- really so, Well, no, it's very it's sweet, sweet and endearing. And yeah, they're like, true they're fans. They're true super fans. And, but I love it. And also, Mariah, when Aretha passed away, 
everything she posted about Aretha was from that night, from performing that night with her from 1998. And then saying, you know, they spent other times together, but she was really, and I just thought that was a great story it to was. get from mm-hmm. Mariah. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, uh, let's, uh, now let's hear, this is about, this might be a fan question about Britney Spears. Tara R. texted, what is your most and least favorite song? Oh, wait a minute. No, this is the most and least favorite song. Of hers, of Mariah's. Yeah. I, well, I don't care what it is. Oh, all mean. right, okay, here we go. Tara R. texted, what is your most and least favorite song to perform? If it's my least favorite, I won't be performing it. Right. <laughs> and... What is my most? You know, it's so funny. No one's gonna believe this. My the people that know me are gonna be like, "Yeah, right." Like, why would you suddenly say that after all these years of saying no? Hero. I'm gonna go with hero and all I want for Christmas is you, which are two very. I mean, they're like the the poppiest things that I could say. Yeah. But the reason I'll say hero is because everybody, it's it's the usually the last song I do if I do it. Yeah. And everybody's holding up their lighters or their phones. It's a moment. It's not lighters anymore because yeah, we right. burn somebody, but like phones. <laughs> and honestly, it's like I get a little bit emotional because I'm like, you know what? This is I've been doing this. How many times have I done this song? Yeah. But there's always one person at least out there that has like a specific memory associated with the song, and I wrote it, and it makes me proud. Yeah. Oh. And I now I mean now I'm ready. To go see the State Theater at March 17th. I, I did not realize that she doesn't... I mean, I'm just like, I got all excited for Mariah's... Okay. And I forgot that she wrote that song. And what yes. a talented songwriter Mariah Carey is. Truly. 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 And I don't think that's emphasized enough. No, That it she isn't. is a master of pop music. Yeah, she really she really is. Let's play the next one. Do you have the Britney one down here? Yeah, I got a little computer glitch. I'm working on it, guys. All right, is there another one? Or? Well, let's try. Let's just see. Let's it's being press finicky. The, let's just pr- press the button and yeah, see what I'm, happens. I'm doing Ooh. that, and it's uh, nothing. Last time I said that, something weird and <laughs> awkward happened. <Yeah. laughs> uh, nothing is happening right now, so right. let me try something, and then we'll come well, back I can, to it. Mariah Carey looks fantastic and yes it looks like she has special mariah carey lighting yes she uh, does stipulated probably in her contract wherever she goes she needs to be soft focused but she looks incredible thank she, goodness she ditched that old that manager that was ruining her yeah, career the, the australian that uh, who had all the financial uh, problems Estelle or something no well, Brett, the, 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 oh no the, not james packer that's the fiance uh, the, the, the manager yeah the yes, manager stella oh, stella stella she, yeah. stella she's working with uh you know um, Jay Z now, really? That or his is it Def Records or Rock Nation? Rock Nation, yeah. That's I think that's who she's working for. She did tell a cute story. Um, someone said, um, you know, um, asked her about the most embarrassing moment of her life, and she said it was when her son Morocco or Moroccan, Moroccan, Moroccan yeah. who's now seven, threw up all over First Lady. Uh. Michelle Obama's dress in 2013 when the kids were just two years old. It was the Christmas tree lighting ceremony. And remember, she's had other, Mariah gets asked to this. Remember that time she was late, not a couple of years ago? Yes. Anyway, she said, uh, Rocky spit up. I love, that's her little rock and roll. Spit up on Mrs. Obama's dress. And it was one of the most humiliating things that ever happened to me. She was like, thanks to you, I'll never be able to wear this dress again, Rocky. So thank you. Oh, oh. Anyway, and then uh, do we have the thing about the Golden Globes? I'm sorry, it's not working. Okay, so she, at this year's Golden Globes, 
She came back from the bathroom and sat down in Meryl Streep's seat. <gasps> yes, I remember that. The scandal. And she the, said... The diva off. She said that was so mortifying. And when I sat in her seat, I went, I didn't do that. Please say that I didn't do that. And um, Meryl um, just said to her, you can sit anywhere you want. And by the way, I thought you were amazing and precious. Oh, Oh, what a great compliment from Meryl Streep. Uh, that's what Mar- I mean. It is a whole new Mariah. She was she's like she really is a happy person. You can tell. Yeah, you can tell. She was just she was a toy. Yeah. All right. I did. Do you have manage, about I the did get the Britney. OK, let's Here just hear go. the Britney. Mariah, what did you and Britney Spears talk about when you ran into each other at that dinner party last year? Um, I don't quite recall. There were a couple <laughs> things that happened that night. And cocktails. There were cocktails. Yeah. There was other stuff. Okay. Da, 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 da. It was Cal- great. We love her. We were in California. We were in California. Right. Do you know her at all? Uh oh. <laughs> no, 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 We've, we've been around each other a couple times. From the beginning, when I first met her, she was always a, a sweetheart. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I was not asking that. Like a no, question. but you know everybody was no, going to say No, I know, I know. Let's go to Andy from Charlotte. And I do appreciate that about Mariah. I She is unfailingly, if she feels like being shady, she just is. I love yes. that about her. Yes. I just love that about her, and I love that she was on to Andy right away. Do you know her? Because, of course... <laughs> You know, the whole J-Lo, that just yeah. gives them mm-hmm. forever. I love that question. I don't know her. I don't, I don't know, know her. her. Okay, listen, we come back. Uh, we got a Hollywood speak, and uh, this might be why Kim Cattrall turned down Sex in the City movie three.